0: We know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for banks Pants Review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. A couple weeks ago, we did the first part of our How to Prep for PA School interviews episode from one of our webinars, and today we're back with part two. So we'll wrap that up. It is definitely interview season, guys. <music> Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Before we jump into this week's podcast, I wanted to let you guys know about some of the really cool free things that Ross Review offers, especially if you are a student who's just starting school and you're kind of figuring out how you're gonna study. I think exploring what Rosh Review and Blueprint offers is extremely helpful and something I wish I had while I was in PA school. So one of the things is free flashcards through Quizlet. There are 200 flashcards in all of the topics that you're going to study in PA school, including dermatology. I'll put the link in the description to the form where you fill it out and then you'll get the link and the code to access those flashcards. I am a flashcard girl, but when you get into PA school, you figure out you're not going to have enough time to write everything down. So having these pre-made flashcards is a great way to see if that's a way that you'd like to study and get a feel for the types of questions that Rosh offers in their review materials. Another thing is a free webinar. So if you're listening in real time, this webinar is coming up on this Sunday, August 20th at 2 o'clock. Pacific time. Okay. It's free. And the topic is hot internal medicine topics. This is probably a webinar that I need to watch and brush up on too, but you'll hear high yield topics that are shared. Some of the hot topics include acute coronary syndrome, valvular disorders, pancreatitis, things that you need to know about if you are in PA school or a PA. They'll also be going over test-taking tips, question strategies, and some Q&A, and a giveaway. So this is a great way to get a feel for what a live course is like with Rosh's Pants and Pantry Review, even if you are not studying for that yet, or if you've just graduated and you are studying, take advantage of these free sessions and flashcards and make sure that you are making the most out of your studying. And you've heard me say it before, but I highly recommend Rosh for doing that. So Rosh Review, Powered by Blueprint, great option. We'll put all the links, all of the info in the description for you. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out directly to me on Instagram or shoot me an email, and I will try to get you in touch with the right people. Hey guys, welcome to the PrePA Club podcast. We're gonna jump into this one pretty quickly because it is a little bit longer but lots of great Q&A, lots of great stuff from our interview prep webinar, and some things to know about. We have MappedCon coming up in Baltimore, October 7th through, 6th through 8th, most of it's on the 7th. Would love to see you there. All the information, it will be in the description for what I'm talking about. Also, uh, it's interview season, so if you need help with mock interviews, I would book early, especially if you need like a night or a weekend. And you can find all of that information at thepaplatform.com. Use that code, futurePA, if you want a discount on that. And we're happy to help. Our mock interviews are personalized. They're individualized. We really try to help you figure out how to make yourself stand out and highlight all of the stuff you've done to get to this point. So you'll be one-on-one with a PA. All of our coaches are practicing PAs and so we go through questions don't be scared it's not scary and it should give you some confidence going into your real interview uh, we also have a book club we are starting there will be more information coming out about that on social media and to our email list but for the pre-pa workbook we're going to be doing a monthly book club And especially if you're kind of early in your journey to becoming a PA, this would be a really great time to kind of work with a group and go through everything together that you need to do to prepare for applications. So be on the lookout for info about that and I'll share more in next week um, or an upcoming episode. So let's get to our interview prep and I hope you guys have a great week. Oh, good question. So this is a very practical one. Um, Another way that you can prepare Right now for interviews, if you have submitted but haven't gotten any interview invites yet, is start thinking about the logistics. So uh, we have a question, what should I take to an in-person interview? Um, and other things to think about, what are you going to wear? Do you have a suit? Even if you're doing a virtual interview, still want to be dressed professionally? Not like me, clearly. Um, also, you see my decorations that my daughter put on my wall. Um let's say new wall art, but um we want to wear a suit, we want to be professional, we want to have a good setup, good lighting. I would not do an interview in this setting. Uh I'll tell you why. So number one, my camera is like kind of above me, so it's a little awkward to look at. I think I would prefer probably using I'm on a desktop, I'd prefer probably using my laptop where it's like straight on. Um, a little bit more. I have to concentrate on looking at the camera here a little bit too much. And so, if I had my laptop, I could make it more straight on and then put the zoom thing like right at the top of the screen. So, I wouldn't be like looking down and looking all around. Uh, I also don't think the lighting in here is all that great. I'd probably work on some lighting and have, again, not these decorations on the wall maybe do it more in like an office setting, if possible, Um, would be my, my approach. So figuring out if you're going to do virtual, where you're going to do it, getting tech set up. And then also thinking about when it comes to logistics, like, what are you going to need help with? Do you need to arrange childcare, pet care, somebody to cover for you at work? Do you need to give them a heads up? that you may have these last-minute things coming up. Um, I've seen that in the Facebook group come up. I think last year there are people who like, they're not letting me off work for my interview. What do I do? And everybody's like, quit your job. Go find a new job they're not going to let you off. Like, this is more important. This is your future. Um, and so hopefully your employer will be very supportive, but uh, you do want to try to line up all those things ahead of time. As far as what to take to an in-person interview, you don't really need to take anything with you unless it's requested. Some schools will ask for a headshot or a resume, an updated resume. So you could take those things. If you have anything you need to add to your folder updates, you can take those things. If you have an extra letter of recommendation, that may be something you want to take in like a sealed envelope if somebody gave you that. Um, You can take a small bag, a small portfolio if you need to. A lot of times at an in-person interview, they'll give you a folder or something that has information about the program, maybe a pen to write with, a notepad. Uh, So they'll kind of prepare you and provide those things. So you really don't need a bunch of stuff. I would say keep your Apple Watch off. You don't want to be distracted during your interview with that going off. Same thing with your phone, like turn it off. Just don't want anything that could distract from your actual interview about a sneeze. Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> All right. I see. <clears throat> oh, I can broadcast these too. This is great. I didn't even know. I'm learning so much. So some other pre-med people. Cool. I'll come back to these in a minute. Okay. I'm primarily answering from the Q&A right now. Is that okay, Michelle? You can text me if not. We're like, it's so funny because we're like talking through here and then we have a Google Doc and then they'll text me stuff too. So it's just, we're all over the place. And if I don't get to all the questions now, I'll try to answer a bunch of these on Instagram tomorrow. So we'll we'll get you answers, one way or another. Or I may do like a podcast episode just answering questions. Um. Okay, so this kind of goes off of the what I was just talking about. Um, with they may ask you to bring a headshot? They may also do a headshot there. Or take a picture of you. So, like, don't be alarmed if that happens. That's not weird. That's very normal. So, Christine says, I was requested to upload a headshot. What kind of image should I use? Like, blank wall. um, Natural lights, great. Wear your interview suit. Look professional. It's it's fine. Like, this doesn't have to be, like, you don't have to go get a professional headshot done. Um, This is just for them to refer back to. Um, So, I would say try to look as similar to interview day as possible. But... Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Okay, so interesting question. Kate says, do you think schools give you extra points if you choose to go in person, if they offer you virtual or in person? Um, so I think, I, I really don't. I don't think that schools have a preference between in person or virtual. Do they Potentially have a bias that they that is unidentified just because of meeting someone in person versus virtually, possibly. Um, I've heard of a couple programs that actually have split their spots so they have a certain number of spots for in person people and a certain number of spots for virtual people to try to keep that even and not make it. Um, so that they're choosing more from one thing or the other. Um, I still feel like I'm going to sneeze. This is so bad. Um, So yeah, I, I think I, I would do whatever works best for you for your schedule, for life. If that is virtual, if that is in person, I would choose, you know, your, whatever is best for you um, and not think about how the school is going to look at it because if they're offering it, it's, they're not going to have a preference. Um, And you may have some people at school who like more of the in-person people and some people at the program that like more virtual. There's no way to know that. So just do what's best for you. What should I expect with a group session with current students? Usually if you're interacting with current students at an interview, you will be just kind of talking to them, asking questions, getting their insights from a student perspective on what the program's about, what they think about it, what they think about the area um, and whatever questions you have for them from a student perspective. Um, And so sometimes those students will sit in on interviews and be asking you questions too. That can happen. Um, If you are talking to students, I would consider that part of the interview, like the whole day is an interview. Everyone you meet just be professional Uh, don't talk about anything sketchy or weird. (laughs) I helped with some interviews at my program and, uh, you know, the, we absolutely were asked right afterwards about applicants and what they said, what they talked about. So the whole day is an interview, the students are involved with that and, um, yeah, but that's a great time to really answer questions um, or ask questions and get an insight into what the program's really like. What is your best advice for standing out at an interview? I think just being yourself, being happy to be there, smiling, you're gonna be nervous and scared, but don't be like daring the headlights. Be happy to be there, be excited. And then being genuine and just being yourself. Like when I'm in an interview with someone, doing a mock interview, you can tell when somebody is just trying to like say what they think you want to hear and not being themselves. Like I can't teach you to be genuine. I can teach you to be confident and I can tell you to smile and I can tell you to sit up straight and things like that, but I can't make you be genuine, but I can tell if you are not really, I don't say not telling the truth, but not being vulnerable, not being personal, um, and not sharing. So one thing that I recommend and coach on is when you go to an interview, I know you can be nervous, but think of your interviewer as a patient. I feel like when I walk into a patient room, my attitude, my personality is very distinct and I I want to put those patients at ease and talk to them like they're my friend and like I know them and make them feel better. And if they were to ask me questions about like, why do you want to be a PA or why do you want to go to this school? What are you doing? My answer and the way I respond would be so different than if I am in an interview setting where I'm like very uptight and trying to be not nervous um so that's one like mindset thing is like pretend your interviewer is just a patient like a sweet patient who came in and was like what are you doing next year and you're able to talk to them about that um yeah I don't know about y'all like we, we joke at work about our like patient persona. Like I can, I can be having the worst personal day ever, but I walk in a patient room and I'm like, Hey, how are you? What's going on? Tell me about your day. Like, tell me about your skin. Um, I'm a derm PA if anyone doesn't know what I do, but, um, yeah. And then, so Sylvia said record yourself and I highly recommend that also record yourself. We all hate it. I hate it. I hate watching myself, hate hearing myself. Sorry. Y'all have to listen to me and watch me, but, um, It you know yourself better than anyone else. And so you can do a mock interview with somebody random all day, your family and friends, which family and friends are interesting for mock interviews because they tend to go one of a couple ways. They tend to either be like my dad, who's like, you're doing great. Everything you do is awesome. You don't need to work on anything because everything's perfect to the super critical person, probably more like my husband who's like that was not good. you need like do better um, And there doesn't seem to be this middle ground of like that was good but or this is what you need to work on but this was good. So anyway, I just find that funny with family and friends and their perspectives but uh, yeah so take what other people say with kind of a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, just go in confident, go in excited, go in genuine and really, you know, lay it all out there. This is your one chance. You gotta be personal. You gotta be vulnerable. You've got to be kind of, I guess, earnest would be a good word for it. Like, let them know that you really want to be there and why, um, don't be scared to talk about yourself. This is your one chance, and it does feel weird, and we don't like to do it, but this is this is it. Like you got to. You don't have a you you don't have a choice if you want to get into PA school. But it does feel awkward. Should you stick to a black or navy blue suit for interviews? Um, not necessarily. So my my interview suit was like a lighter medium gray pinstripe kind of. It had like a little bit of a pinstripe, but it was. It was kind of medium. I would say medium gray. It wasn't super light. Um, And then underneath, I wore like a dark purple, kind of actually this color um, shirt under it. Um, Banana Republic Factory, shout out, great for petite people and not crazy expensive. But I think you should wear something that you feel comfortable in. If you are having to ask yourself, is this appropriate? Is this good? Um, You're going to be questioning that on interview day and that's what you're going to be thinking about. So, you know, you want something that you feel good about wearing. And the one thing I I see people posting or asking about suits sometimes in the Facebook group, specifically like very light suits, like white um, or like blush kind of colored. My only thought on that is take into account that you're probably going to be interviewing in like fall and winter seasons. And to me, like it would just be kind of weird and out of season to show up in a white suit in December. So like you want to think about that from the perspective too, that most of your interviewers are traditional, which is a nice way to say, as I tell my patients, they're very mature or old. So they may, not appreciate a more trendy, um, outfit compared to something more traditional. And unfortunately, like we are judged on our appearance. That's just part of life. Um, so you don't want to give them something like that to, you know, judge you on if you can help it. Yeah. Let us know where everybody likes to get their suits. Um, Lane Bryant. I see a lot of JCPenney this year. Coming up in the Facebook group. Um, you can go, I mean, honestly, like you can go to a thrift store and get a blazer. Um, Target actually had some suits last year. Sometimes Target has, you know, some weird stuff. They like also had a like bright blue, like royal blue suit that I was like, I don't think that's right. But um I think I actually bought a blazer at Target last year for a conference that I did. So yeah, I mean, like, Marshall's. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a suit at Walmart. Maybe. Kohl's, H&M. Okay, H&M. Abercrombie and Fitch. I've never looked there. That's interesting. Um, Where else? I don't know. But, yeah, look all around. I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, we're not talking a $100, like, crazy suit. Like, Zara. I think that's supposed to say Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Didn't even think about Amazon. Ann Taylor. Yeah. Lots of options. I saw a question in here. (laughs) Yeah. Catherine says a white suit may show stains. I would be the one to literally like spill coffee on myself at the interview. That would totally be me. Um, Okay, so here, is. Susan just said, "How do how do we call nerves?" Um, so I have different techniques. So you'll you're going to be nervous, and I think just accepting that you will be nervous on interview day, and not fighting it is part of it. Like mindset wise, just being like, "I'm going to be nervous. It, this is I'm like have adrenaline. This is scary, but it's one day. It's a short period of time." I can do this and kind of giving yourself that little pep talk. Um, there's a Ted talk I really like about, I think they, I forgot they called it, but like the power pose. Uh, and it's true. Like you just have to get in your head um, and hype yourself up. Um, I I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it's definitely a, a mind game a little bit. Um but yeah, just knowing that you're nervous. I was super nervous. The other thing you'll find is if you have multiple interviews, you'll probably get less nervous. You'll, you'll kind of know what to expect more. Like that first one is tough because you are really going in blind and it's, it's really hard. Um, I remember my first one, I was sweating and Um, I also tend to like talk with my hands and so I clasped them together in my lap and I was like squeezing as hard as I could, just like in my lap, holding my hands like that. Um, and so whatever, whatever you got to do. Um, I also tend to play with my hair and like put it behind my ear. That was a really bad habit I had. So that was the other reason that I clasped my hands and put them in my lap, um, but, yeah, you know, that's where practicing ahead of time to identify your habits and kind of know going into it just to make yourself feel a little more comfortable will help, too. Um, take a bathroom break. Go to go go to the bathroom. Like, take a minute to breathe. I remember going and, like, sitting in a bathroom stall, which I didn't even need to go to the bathroom. But I was just like, I just need, like, a minute. Like, after my interview, so I like, went and I just, like, sat there for a minute. And then I was like, all right we're like, I did it. We're done. Let's go back, get the rest of the day. And then I can have my like freak out moment. Um, so yeah, so the superhero pose, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I just, I I think you gotta, gotta hype yourself, get a good support system, whoever your support people are, let them know if you're freaking out and, and get them to give you some words of encouragement. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll do great. Sorry, I have, like, pregnancy congestion. That's a thing that happens. I don't know if y'all know that. But, like, in pregnancy, you get congested sometimes. Um, they call it, like, whatever. Like, pregnancy rhinitis. Um, but my husband said I snore less this time than last time. So, I think we're doing okay. We can handle that. All right. So, Maureen said, how would you go about training yourself to avoid saying um and uh during interviews? practice, record yourself, but it's gonna happen. I still say those filler words. It's just natural. it is hard not to, especially when you're thinking. It's okay to have those filler words and to take a minute and take a take a breath, take a second. It will feel like that breath or that break is very long, but it won't be. So if you need some of that filler, it's okay. They know that you're gonna do that. They know you're human. It would kind of be weird if you never had any any filler words at all, but it, it's all about just practice, uh, more and more practice, and I think videoing yourself to see if you had anything. If you have the book or have read it or have watched any of my stuff before, I talk about how I did a mock interview with a PA that I had been shadowing, which ours was at Chick-fil-A while her kids were in the play place, and it was so loud and not the best setting ever, but... She realized that after all of my answers, literally every single one, I would say, and stuff like that. (laughs) So she's going, why do you keep saying that? Like, if you have something to add, add it. But if not, why do you say that? And that was just my ending phrase. But I never would have identified that if I hadn't sat down with someone to actually practice questions. Uh, so that was something I had to break, a habit I had to break um, before my actual interview. So any questions? Okay, yes, there will be replays later. Okay, let's talk about so somebody said, what about nose piercings? Um, let's talk about like piercings, tattoos, that kind of stuff. Uh, number one, if you can check the program guidelines, handbook standards and see what they say. So if a school specifically says like, we don't allow facial piercings or we don't allow visible tattoos, you want to keep, take that into account. Um, and I would either take it out or do like a clear, replace something with like a clear uh, piercing if possible um we actually in our program had a guy he was awesome bernard and i did not know that he had two full full arm sleeves of tattoos so our program which this was also like 12 years ago said no tattoos and no piercings so like my friend had to take out her nose ring she wasn't allowed to have it um, and then, so Bernard, like during our physical exam stuff and during our simulation labs, I didn't notice that he would always wear an underscrub, like long sleeves, but I just thought, you know, he's cold. He likes to wear that, whatever. And then I ran into him. It was so random. I ran into him at the beach. Uh We were both ended up at Hilton Head at the beach and he came up to me. And I did not even recognize him because he had tattoos covering both of his whole entire arms. I had no idea. I had no no idea the entire program because he kept them covered um, so well. So I, I would assume programs have loosened up a little bit since then. Like my program, we used to have to dress business casual and now they can wear scrubs. But yeah, check the program, handbook, check their rules and see and then just try to make it minimal if um if you can okay so sarah says i say so yeah at the end of my answers that's a that's a very common one too because you just don't know how to end like you have to practice just ending and being done how do you respond if they try and ask you about something incredibly personal personal that you may not feel comfortable Talking about like specifics about a sick family member or a friend that you talked about in your personal statement. So that's an interesting one because if you bring something up in your personal statement or in a supplemental or whatever, it's kind of fair game for an interview. Like you brought that up, so I would expect them to potentially ask you about it. Um, so if you don't want them to bring something up, I probably wouldn't put it in your essay's. Because, again, that's, like, fair game if you are the one who introduced that. There is this line of – so people say that questions are illegal. They're not illegal. They're not going to get arrested. They're not going to get shut down for asking certain questions. But there are questions that are certainly unethical. So for me, example, I'm super pregnant. There's no way to hide this. If I went to an interview right now and I didn't ever say anything about being pregnant – And they are like, so how do you think you would handle PA school being pregnant or with a newborn? Um, Technically, like, they really shouldn't say that because the part that gets unethical, and this is where it gets a little fuzzy because you may never know, is they should not be able to make a decision based on these personal factors like family, anything about you, um, religion, that kind of stuff does it happen? Yeah. Can you prove it? It's really hard. Like they would have to straight up say to me, like, we didn't want you in your program because you were going to have a baby. Um, can I be not happy that they asked me about that? Yeah. So it gets really, it just gets really fuzzy. So my thing is like, if a school is asking you inappropriate, unethical type stuff, I think it says a lot about that program and you also have to think about who's interviewing you. Sometimes they'll have some off the wall interviewers. Um, And so especially if it's somebody who isn't necessarily associated with the program, if it's like a community member and not faculty, you may want to say something to the program or ask them about it just because they're so that they're aware of how that person is interviewing. And so they know that, maybe something was brought up that wasn't really something that should have been brought up um so yeah so it's it's very tough I mean I think being straightforward in your response or saying like I don't I don't think like that's not something I feel I need to address today or um just professionally kind of shutting it down. Um, I kind of do the same thing with patients if they try to bring up something that's inappropriate or not something they need to know about. Um, And then moving on. It's just it gets really, really tough. Um, Okay, so that's good. It's a good response. My family situation will not interfere in my ability to participate and complete your program. Yeah, like just being very confident in your response. Um, and then just like having them move on. So Sydney asked, is it appropriate to ask the interviewers questions? Nothing too in depth, but if it's related to the program, legalities, profession, etc. Um, yeah. So a lot of times you'll get an opportunity to ask questions to the students, to the faculty, to interviewers, whoever. So it is good to have some things in mind that you want to ask, um, Things that I would not ask would be anything that's already clearly stated. Like if it's on their website, they've gone over it in an info session. They've gone over it on interview day. You don't want to look like you haven't been paying attention and bring something up that has already been covered. Um, But if you have questions that have not been answered Especially if it's something personal to your situation, you can bring that up. Or I actually really liked and would always kind of ask personal questions of my interviewers, like about the specialties they were in or um, about the program. Or one thing I really like to do would be if an interviewer asked me an interesting question, I would then turn it around on them and ask them the question back. So like at one of my interviews, they asked me if you could do anything else, besides be a PA, what would you do? Um, and I was like kind of towards the end. And so then when they asked me if I had questions for them, I was like, well, what would y'all do if it was two on one? What would y'all do if you weren't being PAs? And they're like, oh, one of them was like, I would have a bookstore. And then I was like, I would be a professional singer. And so that was just kind of like a fun get way to like get to know them outside of being PAs and being on faculty. And I think it was fun for them too to be able to answer that. So you can do things like that. Um, Talking to faculty and some program directors, I would be cautious in how you phrase questions and the tone that you take with that. Um, I I had one program director who said uh, a student kind of asked, had asked her a question, And then in her next interview with another faculty member, like, asked him the same question and kind of made it sound like she didn't believe the director or, like, think the director's answer was good enough. So, she was she didn't like that. Um, Or if, you know, you're kind of like, well, why should I pick your program? Or, Or something. Like, you just have to be tactful. Like, you know, don't bring up anything negative. Or, like, what's the, what do people like? The least about this program like we don't want to bring up negative stuff so just be be a little tactful with that um when you are coming up with your questions that you want to ask so maddie says i have a fear of losing my train of thought during a question would it be reasonable for a virtual interview to jot down the main idea of the question in case i blank so this is a question i've gotten a lot with virtual interviews is like can i take notes can i have notes available that kind of thing And my answer is no. Like, if you couldn't do it during a real interview, don't do it during a virtual one. Uh, It is normal kind of to feel like you're going to lose your train of thought, and that's where preparing and practicing comes in. And again, just, like, take a break to gather your thoughts. Take a second. Take a breath. Gather your thoughts, and then proceed. Don't feel like you have to do this, like, ping pong game of jumping in and jumping out and, like answering right away. You can take a second. You can gather your thoughts. You can think. But no. If you have a if I had a sticky note with notes right here that I was looking at, that would be so weird and they could definitely tell. Like don't do that. And then there's no reason for you to be writing anything down during the actual interview. If it's during an info session and they're just sharing stuff about the program, cool, take notes whatever. But if it's your actual interview, you're not gonna be taking notes. That would be really weird. So don't do not do that. I think that could be a huge red flag for like, are they taking, are they like writing the questions down? Like, why are they doing that? We don't wanna do any of that. So Gabby says, can we ask an admissions advisor for advice on the interview or what style the program uses or is that off limits? So my stance on this is that if a program wants you to know what kind of interview they do, they're gonna tell you and they're gonna tell everybody. So they're going to tell you in your email or you say, we do MMI or whatever. They're going to let you know ahead of time. Otherwise, no, I would not ask. So if they have not voluntarily given you that information, then I wouldn't ask them specifically for that. You can check forums, check websites, see if you can get any information, maybe talk to alumni, talk to students, see if they want to share like the style of the interview. Um, but otherwise, I wouldn't ask a program specifically what their interview style is. Should I practice interview questions now, even though I haven't submitted my supplementals? No, you should get your supplementals in, get everything submitted, and then practice. How should I answer not having certain hours in an interview, whether it's PCE, HCE, shadowing? And somebody else said, like, how do I address a weakness, like not having enough hours? Um, So we want to focus on the positives. We want to focus on what you do have and what you have gotten out of an experience. So we talk about this a little bit with personal statement. Like you don't want to say, I know I don't have a lot of shadowing, but no, you just want to focus on what you do have and highlight that primarily. So you don't necessarily have to point out that weakness. The difference is if you are asked about a specific weakness or you're using that lack of something to illustrate a point, um, then you can bring it up. But we want to focus on what you've learned, what you're doing, the positive. Somehow turn it around to make it a good thing um, or something that you're working on. So, like, let's say they ask what's your biggest weakness. Maybe you can say your lack of experience, but you're continuing to get new opportunities and you just start a new job whatever um and so you can (laughs) twist things a little bit to make sure that you can show that yes maybe I have less hours but I still feel fully prepared to become a PA and fully prepared to take on PA school um despite that issue um so yeah it's on how we how we phrase things, how we go about it. What advice do you have for answering questions that require knowledge of politics and laws? How do we best prepare for these questions? Number one, check the AAPA website and they have a news and advocacy tab where you can read about stuff. Use Google News and search for physician assistant, search your state that you live in, search the state that you're interviewing in to see if there's any legislation that you need to be aware of. When you are shadowing and working with PAs, ask them about any rules, regulations, laws that they feel limited by and see if there's anything that comes up. And also know that this is very difficult to understand and there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, I... I am a PA in Georgia and I can't say I fully understand or know every single one of our laws. Part of that is also just the setting that I work in. I'm in private practice. I'm not in a hospital setting and the rules are going to be a little bit different um, in how we're regulated and I'm not prescribing pain medicine, so I don't have to deal with any of that. And so um, you can go to the medical board website for your state and read through The laws and legislation there. And these questions, I feel are also your best opportunity to humble yourself and say, that's an area I'm still trying to learn about. I'm researching and asking PAs, but I I still have a lot to learn. And it is better to admit that you don't fully understand something than to make up an answer or pretend you know it. And then dig a hole that you can't get yourself out of. So do your best with it, but also know that they're not expecting you to fully understand all of that. Sometimes it is kind of a test just to see where you're at. So Megan says, should we look directly into the camera? I feel like out of habit, I'll be looking at the interviews and speaking to them. Yeah. So it's much more common to talk to the interviewers. Um, I can't show y'all here because I'm not on Zoom. So my recommendation would be, it's like I'm looking at my camera right now. I'm looking at like the middle of my screen right now. And then I'm looking at right under my camera right now. So my suggestion would be to, if you're doing Zoom or whatever, make your window very small and as close to the, camera as possible so like when I'm in a video session I do a lot of video meetings and stuff I will basically have it so that all of the interviewers or whoever's there is going across the top of my screen right under the camera so my eyes are closer to my camera I'm still probably looking at the people talking most of the time but it's not as blatantly different as like Looking down here, but in the, the day, it's not a big deal, and they're like, you'll either way, it's fine. It's just I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too, uh, too hung up on that.